Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Eating Too Much with Tiff and Mandy. We are two lonely mouth former chefs who love and are sometimes puzzled by food. Yes, but mostly love. Yay. Yay. And we just hope this keeps recording. Oh my gosh. I've 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 like written episode <laughs> 18 in Zencaster like probably 18 times. Please God. Technical uh-huh. difficulties. And then I was like, and, maybe I should restart my computer. Ooh. So if that was all it was. Difficulties. Oh my gosh. Crazy pants. Um, have you ever <sighs> seen that show, The IT Crowd? No. It, that's a show? It's a show. It's, I don't know, some kind of um, foreign production. Let me see if I can find it real quick. But at one point, like, they're basically, it's British. Of course it is. Um, of course. But Chris O'Dowd is one of the people. And then the other guy, I can't remember who, I don't know him from anything else. But um, it's pretty funny because they are, they work for like a big corporation of some sort in like a big building and they're like the IT people in the yep. basement or whatever. And all the phone calls they get for like IT support, like their first three questions are like, have you tried restarting it? Is it, on, yep. is it plugged in? You know, like, yeah. like <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's just how I felt when we were, I don't know. I, I also feel like it's not just a very straightforward thing because the last couple attempts. So first of all, we are going to be um, dropping this pod, this episode a little same late. day. Yes. Same day. Today is Sunday, the Sunday after Thanksgiving. We normally record yes. on a Thursday. We made an attempt yep. on Wednesday since I went out of town. Yeah. And um, it was your power like went out. It was just all kinds of three stuff different kinds of, of, of tech failure of world yeah. failure. Yes. My little world. Yeah. Um, and then we tried again this morning and had some problems again, but different yep. problems. <laughs> yep. Oh my gosh. I don't even know. How was your Thanksgiving? We can talk about it because it happened. Already. Because it happened now. Um, yeah, it was it was really great. It was um we went to um shoot, what's it called? Urban Wood, Herb and Wood. Um in San Diego and it was delicious. They had a Thanksgiving menu and I had a fantastic prime rib and oh, I'm doing that for Christmas. Turkey. Nice. Um her sister had swordfish. It was Okay. It was all Just choose your own adventure Thanksgiving. It was choose your own adventure. The only option for entree we did nobody chose was the um it was a Romanesco cauliflower oh. steak. Which yeah, is who's going to choose I imagine that? a big slab of <laughs> cauliflower. <laughs> um, I suppose Boasted if you're... Yeah. Romanesco. I'm sure it was delicious. Sure. <laughs> but not what have I would ever, choose for my entree. Um, have you ever been to Sage in Culver City? It's a vegan yes. restaurant. They so make I've that buffalo to- cauliflower. It's fucking bomb. Okay, so, so I've been but to it's deep fried local- in batter. Of course, it's going to be delicious. Yeah, but it's vegan, so it stays within there. <laughs> there, it's an all vegan restaurant. I haven't been to the one in Culver City, but they also have a location in Pasadena. 
where we actually met up with one of Tam's friends who is vegan, but she was in town visiting family. This is like pre-COVID, but um, she was in town and was like so amazed because she's from like middle of nowhere Pennsylvania. So she said mm-hmm. she literally has to go like two hours to find decent vegan food if she's not cooking. Yeah. Yeah. And everywhere else she has to like be very cautious because she's been vegan so long that if she even gets french fries and they fry it in the in the oil that they fry chicken tenders in or something, yep. she yep. physically gets sick. Oh, interesting. And that's how she knows. Cuz she's okay. like I can't tell when I'm eating it. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. And she's like, oh, it's probably this. And so she's, you know, because she's been vegan forever now. So um, for health So it must just feel really nice to just go to somewhere and you know. Like, she's like literally everything anything. on the menu is safe. I can have. Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> when we were on our way there, I had brought a Ziploc bag of beef jerky because I was like, <laughs> fuck this vegan shit. I'm not going to have yeah. anything to eat. It's going to be a bunch of sides. So I eat like eight ounces of beef jerky. I finished the whole bag on the drive over. Nice. nice. <laughs> and um, and then it was, it was Dine LA that week. So we ended up just getting a tasting menu and it was fucking delicious. Like It was I really good. I like sage a lot. Yeah. yeah, it was super flavorful. It, everything didn't just taste like vegetables, you know, or yeah. like beans or I don't yeah, know, pasty, Satan, whatever. Satan. Ugh, I hate Satan. Anyway, like it was it. it was fantastic. But Good. yeah, none of us got the cauliflower entree, but it was delicious, and it was family style sides, and it was just um these mashed potatoes with this crumb fresh and chives on it, it was delicious mm. really yummy stuffing a really yummy cranberry sauce which i keep saying i don't like cranberry sauce but yeah. i think i do like cranberry sauce <laughs> cuz when people have made it or even like the kind you get in like the refrigerated one at trader joe's yeah. not the not the jarred one they only have yeah. it around the holidays, but they have one mm-hmm. with, it's like cranberry orange. And yeah. I fucking love that shit. I will put it in my turkey sandwiches. I will eat it with, you know, I'll, I'll eat it with my stuffing. I just love it so much. And yeah, there's probably the stuff that you don't like. Someone's probably just putting a spice in it that you don't like. Or I think or it was also like the first probably dozen times I had cranberry sauce. It was like the solid jelly that takes on the shape the of can. a can. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just some people, that's all they want. They want that. All they want. Yeah. That's their taste memory from growing up. And I don't get it. I I mean, it's it's fine, but I'm like, if I'm gonna eat something that's just straight up jelly, like I I don't get where it fits in with my my meat and my meal. Right. I also it's so easy to make. It's ridiculous to do the can when it's so easy to make. Literally one of our friends this year, because she's had to make her own Thanksgiving meal for the first time in forever, because she always goes to this other family's house for Thanksgiving, but because of COVID, everybody like did their own thing. Yeah. And she's like, oh my God, I never knew cranberry sauce was so easy. I'm never buying mm-hmm. it again. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And I make mine with coconut sugar so everyone can eat it. So Evan can have it too. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. I don't actually, somebody was asking me, and I don't actually know the difference besides that it's supposed to be better for you than refined sugar and it's not as processed. That's exactly what it is. It's just not refined and it's got a lower, um, what is that? Glycemic. Yeah. And um, that's pretty much it. Like I said, it's the, still the same amount of calories. So it's not like a lower calorie thing, right? but it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't spike the blood sugar in the same way. Okay. as processed sugar so you know it's just one of those loopholes that people that want to eat sweet stuff but want to say they're healthy they use that instead cool. it's all a ruse <laughs> i feel like in like 50 years we're gonna be like oh it does all the same things <laughs> well it's like when agave was like the big thing like oh i don't eat sugar i only eat agave and then it came out that they're like agave is more processed than corn syrup like, mm-hmm. oh whoops so yeah and it quickly fell out of favor i have a i have an, a a bottle unopened bottle of agave i keep in the cupboard that i'm i'm literally just hanging on waiting for it to expire in 2023 <laughs> right so you can let it go without guilt yeah because it was like 12 dollars. i don't know yeah. and and sometimes tam has a cocktail recipe that'll oh um, call sure, for sure, sure. agave we haven't had to open it because every time i've just been like why don't we just try it with the simple syrup I make? Because we keep a bottle of simple syrup and it's it's always been perfect. So we've never actually opened it. But I will say like, like for instance, watching my kid, there definitely is a hierarchy between when I make like a brownie, like we made a brownie with coconut sugar and it Mm -hmm. was delicious and it still tasted sweet and it tasted good. And you know, and I still put like good stuff in it, like real butter and, you know, they're not like gluten free or anything. So they're not like totally um, like a fake brownie. Right, right. They're just have this other. And I can tell the difference. Like he'll eat it and he'll enjoy it, but he's not asking me all day. Can I have another one? Can I have another one? Can I have another one? And if I make him with regular sugar, he does seem to have more of that reaction. And then even a step further, like the difference between like I made carrot cake with like real everything and I made pecan bars with real everything. And mm-hmm. he still, he, he, re- he remembers that they're there and he wants to eat one every single day. But if there's candy, he'll sneak it. Like he can't. So it, I can definitely tell the difference between like when I make something at home and it's not full of whatever in the hell they put in that stuff crack versus if there's like yeah Reese's peanut butter cups in the freezer like he will he can't not sneak it well there's also that forbidden element I wonder how much I mean obviously there's a actual processed chemical effect but I wonder how much of it too is like because the fastest way to get me to do something is tell me I can't do it yeah (laughs) right yeah but it's the same rule all the way across the board. I'm not saying you can't eat it. I'm saying like you can have a portion and then tomorrow you can have a portion. I also think I think it's also just oh, the other right. stuff that I'm making has other actual ingredients in it. You know, like there's like nuts, right, and there's right. eggs and there's butter. And so there's other things that his body's going, okay, I'm full now. Whereas the candy, mm-hmm. I think, you know, I it's like me with cereal. It's like I could eat a whole box of cereal and I'm like, okay, now what am I going to eat? Like mm-hmm. it doesn't, my body doesn't, it seems like my body doesn't even process it as food. Yeah. It's just like, oh, you were chewing. That's fun. But that like, what was lovely eating? for my mouth. Now I need a meal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyways, but our Thanksgiving was good. Um, 
Awesome. So it ended up just being the three of you. It was just the three of us. And um, Evan's dad passed away on Thanksgiving morning. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. So it's okay. You know, it's one of those things. It's like, well, I'll just speak for me because he's not my dad. But the way it feels to me, because he was really not doing well for like 18 months. He was bed bound. He was totally dependent. He wasn't really all the way here. So, and it was terminal. So it's one of those like, just for me, waiting. it's not, it's not that it's sad, it, but it, but it's still big. It's still a big yeah. deal and it's an important thing. And it's, it's an important, it's a process that Evan's going to go through Yeah, and his sister's going to go through and the whole rest of the family. So, um, but in terms of like, you know, but there's a lot of just honestly feeling happy for him that like he's free and he's not in any pain and he doesn't yeah. have to be in a bed all the time. And, you know, cause he was a very independent person. So, um, that's very much like when my grandpa passed, it was like two years of just like not great quality of life. I mean, sure. Yeah. Highlights here and there. We'd bring the dogs over like every couple of days. I lived really close by and he loves dogs and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But when he passed, it was like, everybody got to take, a sigh like a big breath yeah finally yeah and yeah it's still big yeah. it's still something to process it's just like it's so cliched to say but it's like okay they're not suffering anymore and they're not who they were living their best life so it's not right the same as you know yeah it's just death is super weird you know and i've i had this with it both my weird. grandparents too both my grandparents were really sick at the end and they both didn't have a great quality of life. And so when they're in the process, it's like you do, you sort of feel like everyone's just waiting. They're waiting. We're all waiting. And then when it happens, the initial reaction is kind of like, oh, okay, like that's done. Cause it's, it's stressful. It's stressful to like mm-hmm. worry about them. And if they're in pain, if they can, you know, like his dad, after the last stroke, like he couldn't communicate very well. And so then you're like, oh my gosh, like, is he in pain? Is he scared? And we don't know. And it's like, that's very stressful. Yeah. And so then when they first go, it's like, oh, you know, but then I keep doing the thing of like, it's the finality of it. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. right. And then like, but then like in two years, they're not going to like show up for Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. They're not going to go on the phone. So it's like that weird. And I can just see my brain like, going over and over again like he's Mm -hmm. gone like done like he's gone that's never it's forever and ever and ever and ever and it's just really weird to wrap your brain around it is death is so is shitty no matter what uh no matter what the circumstances I was yeah. also just thinking, and I'm like, is this fucked up of me to think? But I was like, I'd kind of be pissed. I don't know how, like you said, he, he wasn't all there or couldn't communicate, um, yeah. you know, his thoughts and feelings. But I wonder, like, wouldn't you be kind of pissed if, like, the last kind of year of your actual being here, like, it's COVID time and you can't even yeah. see your grandkids yeah. and, you know, yeah. like, all the things? Yeah. Yeah. I, it would be a super crappy way to go. It would definitely make going even worse because yeah, like when he was, we knew sort of, they told us like it it was going to be, he had like basically three days. And so Mm -hmm. everybody went and, but it was like, you had to go one at a time. You know, I didn't even end up going. It was like the day that I was like, well, I'm going to ask Ian if he wants to go. Um, 
then he was already, he'd already gone. Um, but it was just super funky because it was like, you had to go one at a time and only right. stay for 15 minutes. Ugh. And then he's not responsive. And like, really like after, after his first stroke 18 months ago, like he really didn't, he wasn't super acknowledging anyone outside of like his own kids and like his brother mm-hmm. and Evan's mom other than that. Like, so he didn't really acknowledge, he acknowledged me a couple of times, but most of the time I'd go and he just wouldn't even acknowledge me. So he was just kind of in his own yeah. world. So, but yeah, that, but the COVID thing makes it weird because then when, and I was never super close to him either. So it was like this weird, like I could go and I could be in the room like by myself, but like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I didn't go. So yeah, I didn't go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, COVID. It's just, I know it's ruining deaths even. <laughs> so, but he, he went on his favorite holiday, which oh. um, I know it's kind of cool. So we made sure to eat too much for him. Cause he loved, he loved his sugar too. I think he was famous for like eating an entire pie sometimes. What? Yeah. That's I think been he ate dream. an entire pie. I think he ate an entire pie. I think like he got a pie to bring. And then I think he might have like eaten it in the car on the way. And then, then he had to stop and get another pie. <laughs> so, you know, he was it's he such was a relatable move. <laughs> I know. I know. I've done oh, that. I've definitely man. eaten my share of like weird stuff in the car, like that was supposed to make it home and it just didn't. Yeah, like well, just eat and then there's drive. the whole there's the whole do I tell them that I had intended to bring mm-hmm. this thing that just didn't make it and there's some remnants in the car that I didn't want anybody to see. But, yeah. Oh, that's funny. So it is your Thanksgiving <laughs> is your Thanksgiving like normally like when it's the family time, do you just stuff yourself until you can't even move? Is that sort of like the, a ritual for you or not really and then did you do that this year or no because you ate out <sighs> okay so the sides this year were like i said family style and you could ask for more so we got more stuffing more mashed potatoes more gravy we didn't get more um green beans and we didn't get <laughs> shocker <laughs> more brussels sprouts um and we didn't get more cranberry sauce because it was like a vat of it but we did eat a lot of it um that said i totally still ate dessert um it was a choice between an apple pear pie with a cinnamon toast crunch ice cream and candied pecans or a pumpkin pie with a pumpkin spice latte ice cream and pepita brittle and so tam and i each got one and we shared um half and half and we totally ate it all totally ate too much i wore pants with an elastic waist and a poncho so i would feel no shame yes <laughs> whatsoever yes. and it was almost two miles from our hotel and we chose to walk oh so nice. that was fantastic at least for me like walking back after i love taking walks after dinner but it's like when you have to it's you know I, I don't even have to think twice about it i don't have to you know anything right so that was kind of fantastic. In Thanksgiving's past, yes, I totally eat too much because obviously there's like all the food and yeah. you have to have everything. And even if you just have like a spoonful of everything, it's already a plate. You know, a lot. Like yeah. More than anyone needs in one meal. But I'm obviously yeah. not going to only have one little spoonful of each thing. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't, I, 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 I just couldn't <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that would be wrong. Yeah. Um, but you know, but we've been going away for Thanksgivings, running away from family stuff. Um, right. And it has been right. working, actually. There's been no drama since we've been leaving the country. And it's never actually drama directly relating to us. We're just, just swirling around. It's just there witnessing it. It's it's a lot. And to the point yeah. where my mom's like, I get it. <laughs> so last year we went to Italy. This year we went to San Diego. My parents had a wonderful Thanksgiving with my brother and his girlfriend. And it's just been the four of them. Her family lives in China. So it's like not like... Um, they had two families to pick which which brother is this this is my little brother oh Um, tim's got a girlfriend tim's got a girlfriend they've lived together for like two years yeah i feel like i've never heard about the girlfriend oh okay (laughs) yay good for tim yay um so he actually smoked a bunch of turkey he smoked a whole turkey that he broke down and brined for a while and then he also smoked additional turkey legs Nice. Um, and then he put a lot of time and effort into it and did all this research and talked to me a lot about um, cornbread stuffing. And he made mm-hmm. that, too, and then ended up Amazing. making it and putting it under the turkey at some point so it could catch some drippings and get a little smoky. Oh, my smoky. gosh. Shut up. Yeah. My mom said he did a great job. Um, but they saved me some, and I'm going on Tuesday to visit and pick up some food. So. Oh my gosh. I'm really excited for that. So the oh. worst part about going away and having adventures during Thanksgiving is not having leftovers. No leftovers. Well, I had leftovers. Yeah. So I didn't I did everything and I did everything in three hours, which I was really Holy impressed. shit. I know. I I impressed the shit out of myself on Thanksgiving. Wait, I even dessert? No. Okay. So what I did the day before is I dry brined. I just ended up getting turkey legs because they didn't have any thighs at whole foods anymore okay and so i just i so i dry brined the legs and i pre-baked the carrot cake but i didn't frost it so those are the those are the two things that i did the day before so then the day of i did the turkey i did the stuffing i did the brussels sprouts with maple bacon i did the gravy obviously i did the cranberries i did applesauce i frosted the carrot cake and i made the pecan pie bars (laughs) In three hours. Holy shit. Did you grow like six extra arms during that time? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was maybe it was um Evan's dad. He helped me. His little little spirit. Cause yeah, and I and it was super fun. It was super fun because they like Evan and Ian were just off doing their own thing. So I had the whole kitchen to myself and I just listened to Christmas music and cooked and I was in my happy place. Yeah. Oh my God. Can I just say, cause I don't think I texted you, but I saw your pecan bars. Oh my God. And was fucking like zooming in like drooling. Cause they look so good. That Those needs were the to be, best. That needs to be a making challenge like this week or next. You're right. You're right though. Those were the best pecan pie bars I'd ever had. It, and I, I mainly used um, domestic rebels recipe, but there was one thing and I'm going to double check a recipe. Yeah, I'll definitely I'll definitely post it. But I got this tip from a different recipe and it was to add lemon juice to the oh. and I was I I almost didn't do it, but this woman was like emphatic. She's like, "Do it. It will make your caramel sauce." And holy shit. It it doesn't taste lemony. It punches up the caramel. It makes the caramel bright. Yeah. And they were 
amazing. Like I'm never going to make up a Kanpai again because these bars, because it's a, it's like a shortbread crust. Uh So the crust is just as good as the rest of it. Whereas sometimes, oh my God, they were so good. They were so good. I had to throw them out because I ate like half the pan. Oh my God. It makes me so sad. I know. I didn't, (laughs) you live too far away. I know. Maybe I should have mailed them though. I could probably could have mailed them. (laughs) They would have been fun. And the carrot cake too. So I definitely, I didn't overeat any of the food, but I definitely overate the desserts. But I did it without shame. I didn't hide. And I was just like, I'm I'm having another piece. I'm having another bar. And I (laughs) ate it. I just ate however much I wanted of it on the day and Friday. And then. I love that. And then yesterday I was like, okay, I'm done. And the pecan pie bars, I did actually have to throw like. It wasn't very much left, but I had to throw because I was like, I just, I know I'm going to keep going back. The carrot cake is still there. Ian eats a piece every day and, and I'm leaving it alone. The so. pecan pie bars, is that just like in a brownie pan or a cake yeah. pan? Yeah. The recipe calls for like nine by 13. I halved the recipe because I know myself. Mm-hmm. And so I did, I did them like an eight by eight. Um, and I purposely wanted them in a smaller pan too, because I wanted them to be gooier. Thick and gooey. Yeah, they were thick and gooey and they were so oh my god, so good. So I like to have recipes because H A L V E have recipes because I can then just make them in my toaster oven in the little cake pan that that came with. Yeah. Yeah. So you can get an eight by eight in there? Um no, it's like a special it's like a special little rectangle. It's the special little rectangle. Chicago Metallic actually makes a set of toaster oven bakeware. Oh. <laughs> um, and I have, I have the little baby Breville smart oven, which is like the best toaster oven. My parents had the big one for years and years and years and years and years until like the door got knocked. And, yep. um, and then my mom just went out and bought the exact same one because they loved it so much. Like you can literally in hers, you can like, ow. How? I just hit myself on the mic. You can like roast a chicken? You can literally roast a chicken. I've roasted a chicken. I've roasted a five pound chicken. What? Yeah, like a fat chicken, not even I love like toaster a scrawny oven. little chicken. But it I got everything brown. Oven. It was like powerful enough that you still get crispy skin. It was even enough that everything was cooked perfectly. It was fantastic. Like that's where I make my extra stuffing too. Um, the little toaster oven if I'm doing a bunch of stuff because as you know I have a compact oven it's retarded yeah and it's nice during the summer to not have to heat up your whole oven like for a piece of pizza or something you know what I mean just throw it in the toaster oven yeah so I have the compact version you can't quite roast a turkey or you can't roast a turkey in it you can't roast a chicken in it (laughs) but you can definitely like we make brownies in it we you know all that kind of stuff cornbread muffins all the things Nice. All right. Should yeah. we reseason? Yes, let's. We just have one. And I'm sure everyone was was um <laughs> screaming at their phones like you idiot. What the fuck is wrong with you guys? Those little towels you use in the kitchen, they're called dishcloths. Yes. What are we calling them? Like washcloths? Like washcloths like, for kitchen, your dishes. Kitchen washcloths. Oh my god. So yeah, um Jean Liz's husband texted and was like, "We call them dishcloths." <laughs> That's, That's all so he cute. texted. It wasn't even like, "Hey, Thanks, we're listening Jean. to the pod." It was just like, 
we call them dish clods. I was like, oh, well, no shit, because right that's after, what they're called. <laughs> right after I had Ian, like, and they, this is very common, they say with new new moms, because of it's like hormonal or it's also just lack of sleep. Like I couldn't think of the name for anything. And one oh, time no. I couldn't think of the name. Like I'd left something that, that I needed for Ian and I was trying to explain to Evan where it was and it was on the bathroom counter, but I couldn't think of the word counter. So I was like, it's in the bathroom. It's on the thing. It's white with tile. It's hard. It's shiny. Like I couldn't, <laughs> I was describing it, but I couldn't think of the word counter. <laughs> Oh, no. that happened yeah. to my friend and she called an elevator. She's like the up and down room, the thing that takes you <laughs> under the floor. I'm like, the elevator? <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, she had a she had a two week old baby and she goes, it's mommy brain. It's a thing. I'm like, yes. all right. It's totally a thing. <laughs> it's totally a thing. All your brains have gone into your boobs to keep your baby alive. <laughs> and your baby just sucks it out <laughs> you have no brain left oh man that's pretty funny hmm. um okay so yes that might have been our our shortest reseasoning after the longest reseasoning last week i know but I know. oh my god i binged it i know you started it amazon prime yes. the pack yes so you, did you watch the whole thing uh-huh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so I watched the first one and then I started the second one and then I and then I started it last night again with Evan and Ian cuz I was like maybe this will be a family thing, but neither one of them really got into they don't it. Like it. Ian did more than Evan. Evan was like and this is sort of my beef with it too. It feels like there's too much going on. Like there's they a could lot literally take on. They could take away five things and it would be enough. And and the opening is very strange. The opening is like La La Land. And oh, there's yeah. all these celebrities. But that's that, only like, the first we, episode. <laughs> do we see the celebrities again? Or is it just nope. like, why? That is so random. It's so random. It's just like, okay, we're starting in LA. Like, that's just their thing. So we need to have Denise Richards in there and the... It's I feel like it was purely like, oh, I'm friends with this person and I'm doing this show. Do you want to come on for our intro? With your dog because you Because you'll your never dog. see them again. Yeah. It's like every celebrity friend they had with a dog is in the intro. Okay. Yeah. Is so how I felt about it. And Tam was like, what in the fuck? And she could not get into it and couldn't get into it in later episodes either. I just loved seeing people and their dogs and the connections and every, I just like was grinning the whole time. And so I watched, Ooh. I yeah. really got into it by episode three. Okay. It was like, like skip forward. It doesn't matter. Cause you don't like, you're not invested in right. anybody yet. Right. Um, and you really get to know the people a lot more, the people and their dogs a lot more as there's fewer people. And I found that the first few episodes got rid of the people I found most annoying anyway. Yeah. Well, definitely the first one got rid of one of, yeah. And then I've got another girl that I'm like, I hope she goes soon because she's annoying the shit out of me. But I mean, but I'm so impressed by the scope. And I mean, holy shit, how much money did they spend on this show? Like they're literally going all around the world. It has to be there's so like, much. And there's cameras everywhere. There's cameras in the hotels. There's cameras in the cabs. There's cameras. It's So one thing I did look up was it was filmed pre-COVID. Okay. And um, when they traveled, um, they like would literally book an entire airplane. So it was either a private yes. plane or like a commercial airplane they booked the entire thing of because the people could sit next to their dogs and the right. dogs, they were all in like first class. So the dogs had like a first class seat too. So they could like 
they had the room to and on longer flights and stuff they actually had like a doggy potty area too it's yeah like they the the thing that i like so love so just in a nutshell for people that I right. have no idea what we're talking about. It's, it's on basically Amazon Prime. it's on Amazon Prime. Lindsay Vaughn, the skier, hosts it with her dog Lucy, and basically it's like the Amazing Race, where a yes. team is like running around the world doing obstacles and challenges. Some are physical, some are mental. It's usually both, and you're trying to be the last one eliminated. So the right. the whole and idea. Your partner's your dog. It's not and your partner's person. your dog. Yes. Oh my god, I missed that part. um so in the beginning they split the entire cast up into two teams green and blue and then the losing team of whatever the first two challenges i think um yeah they then the last piece of the episode is the team competes against each other and the last person to come in is then eliminated so the teams get smaller they reorganize teams at some points um it's it's really cool they've like worked with the dogs before production so they can do certain behaviors these dogs are obviously like super in tune with their people some of them it's kind of funny because like i don't know like the first girl i feel like her dog doesn't even like her oh my god (laughs) me too like everything she said the dog did the exact opposite the dog was like i'm just gonna do this okay yeah he's like would you stop talking but by like halfway through the series it's like the people that are left are so connected with their dogs. Their dogs like love them so much. And I also loved cause people weren't like, there were two instances in particular and I won't name them just to not give spoilers in case anybody. I, I am going watching. to keep watching. I am going to keep watching, but it's like they, the, the humans looked at their dogs and were like, I don't want to push him to do this because he's not comfortable. It. And it. it cost them the, the challenge or whatever it was or put them behind or lost their lead or whatever like to the detriment of the competition but they didn't push their dog you know i respect that and i also love that this show is super like about safety of the animal and like making sure the animals aren't stressed and are comfortable and are safe like yeah literally every time they get into a vehicle yeah Literally every time they get into a vehicle, a pet safety um, person has to come and make sure the pet is like harnessed in properly and like all this stuff. Yep. It's kind of funny because they don't do the checks for the people. <laughs> I know. I mean, they're, they're more concerned about the dogs than the people. And I'm fine with that. Which I'm totally fine with too. I feel like in life, I'm more concerned with dogs than people. Yes. But yeah. So watch it. If you haven't, let us know if you like it. I love it. I get that it's not for everyone, but oh my God, it made me so happy. I love the bloodhound that talks. Oh my God. He's got his goggles on. He's my favorite. Uh, what's It's a girl. It's uh, Dixie. Oh, it's a girl. Dixie. Sorry. And it's funny because at some points they're like, no, it's this way. We can hear Dixie because <laughs> she's like going <laughs> on and just howling that hound dog howl. <laughs> oh, I love her. I know. I used to want a bloodhound too. Ever since- really? Do you remember in Lady and the Tramp, there was like the old bloodhound oh, yeah. that was, and he old, would like sleep reliable. Yes. Reliable. I wanted yeah. him. Do all, do all um, bloodhounds um, have the drool thing though? 
I think just by the way that their their jowls are that they yeah, must. That would be a deal breaker for me. Kind of like bulldogs, how they're just, if they're happy, if they're active, if they're eating, if they're thinking about eating, if they're... I can't. I can't with <laughs> the drool. It's just going to be drool. No, I um, can't. I have never had an excessively drooly dog. Mm-hmm. Um, my cousin's family did. They had a chow chow and they literally always had a towel in the kitchen slash great yeah. room that was specifically for or wiping drool. drool. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. like if you were cooking, if you were eating, if it was after mealtime, if it was just before mealtime, if he was yeah. happy, if he was barking, if he uh, like anything, the drool yeah. would start. Yeah. No. Nope. No thanks. <laughs> so no drool thanks. is a deal breaker for you over like fur. Definitely. I can deal with fur. Okay. What yeah. about like, okay, well, you have his little smush face in, in Rocky, but um, do you find that he's gassier? Because <laughs> I used yeah. to, I used to live a with a pug. a little gassier than Peanut. Pug and a Pekingese, and they both were gassy and snorting and snored when they slept. So Yeah, Rocky snores all the time. He snores when he's <laughs> awake. And and he is a little gassier, but his he doesn't make any audible farts. They're just silent, but deadlies. Oh. Like, oh, there he goes. But it's only when his stomach's upset. It's not all the time. Oh, see, the pug I lived with, it was like all the time. And I think he just like took in so much air when he was like. Right. Mouth breathing. Yeah. Just mouth breathing or eating or drinking or barking. or. No, Rocky's not super farty. No, just every once in a while. (laughs) The silent but deadly is almost worse. I know. I wish they made a little sound. Then I could get a little laugh out of it. Sometimes the girls will have an audible fart somehow, and it, like, shocks the shit out of them. <laughs> and they, like, turn around and are like, what the fuck was that? Where that come what from? about that video I sent you of that dog peeing fully oh, on the toilet? Oh, my God. Have you seen that before? Okay, so I've seen a couple of those videos. Um, that okay. one was special because there were all those other dogs kind of like, we're not going to look Waiting at you, but line. we're supporting in, yeah. in the potty line. Yes. Um, but I've seen ones before where, like, the dogs are over the toilet appearing to, to be going potty. And then yeah. um, some have even turned around and then flushed it. Um, what? Yeah, I've seen that. Um, but I read this thing about how it's totally, like, a TikTok thing. And, like, they add the sound effects and stuff later. I uh, it, In my head, yeah. in my head, it's happening. I feel in like that- it's trainable. Yeah. With the right size dog and whatnot. Like they're just sitting there, but they're not actually going. Right. Yeah. The sound on that video that I shared with you was so good. So like, good. And I then was the a little toot suspicious. at the end. And then the little fart at the end. <laughs> <laughs> this was so perfect. It was perfect. Oh, but also I was looking at those dogs like, I don't know, like I was thinking about the type of owner that would train their all their dogs to do that and stand in the line like <laughs> a pretty hardcore person. Well, theoretically, only the one dog is doing it that That's we true. know of. And the rest are just sitting and staying. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, maybe I'm a super lazy dog parent because I... You know, because I watched that for a second. I was like, should I be, like, trying to get them to go to the bed? I mean, they would just fall in, first of all. They're too little. 
Yeah. They do like a little baby potty. I also know that like cats, there's totally these training litter boxes that you can like tuck in under the seat of the yep. toilet and then yep. you eventually can take them away and it makes cats go in the toilet. Yeah. I feel yep. like cats are different. Cats are different. Than dogs. I feel like so much of the whole pottying experience is like sniffing. I I always say the girls are checking their pee mail when they go to like the same trees and the same. Yep. Love you know, it. And sometimes they have to answer the P-mail and sometimes they, they do. don't, but they always huh. have to read it or sniff it. Yep. Is this junk mail or is this, you know, the IRS? <laughs> Who the fuck has been in my mailbox? <laughs> Who has been at my tree? <laughs> All <laughs> right. They're so awesome. They're them. so awesome. Great British baking show. Chocolate. Yes. And FYI, like I, fo- so I follow one of the, previous winners and i got a total spoiler I'm very pissed <gasps> i know oh, I'm like no. lady if you've not noticed netflix because she's in england so I, they probably get it all in one fell swoop or something but I'm like we only get one episode a week but maybe or it's maybe they now, got it yeah still. maybe they got it all but it, they're like a couple months ahead you so know, know like how movies open in different places different maybe it's like that maybe but it's still really annoying because usually they're pretty like good about not spoiler alerts and i just feel like in this day and age you should just know like not everyone you know like give it a few months plus it's not like we're in you know timbuktu that we're getting it two years later it's like literally one of the biggest i mean american media consumption is like massive like you should at least wait till we're done come on we're important but maybe we Fuck. are done is the thing because we're very behind. So we might be done, but still, oh, I don't know. You know just what? It feels You're like right. decorum. Yeah. So <laughs> I know I the feel like I've are. yelled at her for no reason. But I know. Well, I unfollowed Nancy. So, Nancy, you, you lost a customer. You lost a pair of eyeballs <laughs> on your cakes. It's a lot, Nancy. Thanks a lot, Nance. So, yeah. So, chocolate and um, the, the signature challenge is brownies. And um, they all managed to fuck up their brownies. Oh, my God. Not they even all, just like a little bit. Like so fucked up. So fucked up. And I'm like, did you not test this? Like why? Like nobody did well. Yeah. And nobody even gave a brownie looking brownie. Like, I don't know if they also are just very... You know how, like, when you make brownies here, they're acceptable if they're, like, a cakey brownie or a fudgy brownie or it's, like, a distinct, a distinction, but it's still, like, okay, that's a brownie, not a cake. But, like, there were a couple of them where they were, like, this is a great bake, but it's a sheet cake, you know? Yeah. And I don't know if they're more specific. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, maybe in America there's, like, more than one way to brownie. Yeah, because I've had a brownie that is... It almost seems like fudge, but mm-hmm. it's still a brownie. And then, yeah, and then I have a brownie that's more – it's it's drier. I would say it's like – it's a drier, chewier brownie, mm-hmm. but I still feel like it's a brownie, even though it was very different from the, like, super fudgy one. Yeah, and you wouldn't call it a cake. You would still call no. it a brownie. No. I feel like I've even seen, like, on brownie mixes, like box mm-hmm. mixes, they'll be like – here's the recipe tell you. add this much and then they'll be like for a cakier brownie add an extra egg yeah like use three yep. eggs for the you know that kind of yep thing. you're right I, I don't know but it's so many they made them like so extra 
like and just none of them none of them even sounded good to me and then there was this big thing too of like um they didn't want anything the judges didn't want anything sweet on top which i didn't really understand understand. yeah i'm like why do you have a big beef about that i could see like especially if you're doing a really like a not super sweet brownie if you're using a lot of cocoa powder maybe not as much sugar or you're using a really dark chocolate Mm -hmm. that you having something that's just sweeter on top would help balance it out but they seemed very um they were like leading with a no with all that seemed to me yeah and i feel like matt called them out on it in later just from his comments in later in later um segments too he's like yes we'll give them this but don't don't make it too sweet but do use white <laughs> chocolate, but make sure it's not too sweet. It's like, dude, you told us right. to do this, and now you're white saying it's too is sweet. By definition, too sweet. Yeah, like what the f- yeah. Anyway, yeah. so I feel like that definitely was something that they noticed too. At least the hosts, if not the producers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for whatever reason, the judges were very anti-sweet on sweet. But I'm like, yeah. it's a fucking decadent brownie. Like they made them like these caramelly or meringue a bunch of them used meringue which a lot of them used meringue like i feel like at least three people did a meringue topping which is strange yeah i've never had a brownie with i feel like if any of them had just done like a classic brownie they would have done that's great yeah that's what i was like just craving to watching all this i just want like a thick chewy but slightly fudgy in the middle packed and i like nuts in my brownies i know not everyone does but i love walnuts in my brownies like walnuts but also chocolate chunks too i'm into chocolate chunks nuts i can take or leave they don't bother me in any way i won't add them if it's a mix but if it's got pieces of chocolate in it i'm there yeah i like both i really like nuts in my brownies oh my god and i like fell off my chair laughing when mark was like that's how you know your meringue is done it's like donald trump's hair and he holds it up just holding the wave it held the wave it's held the wave yep. it, on his whisk too like how much meringue he had in that pr- specific yes. shot it was like yeah. exactly like his hair. it was it was, perfect. It was. It was, too was brilliant too funny and then the babka yeah so babka was the technical challenge and uh yeah nice i wrote i would not be good at this Anything that's twisting and folding and I would get very lost. Oh, I'm into it. I'm like, yeah, but I don't know. I'm into it normally because recipes are typically very detailed when it comes to things where there's twists and folds and all additional steps for, uh-huh. um, for the look of the thing. Um, early in quarantine, I made a cinnamon star that was uh, similar to a vod- uh, a vodka a babka in that Uh you made layers of dough you put like a cinnamon sugar thing between the layers it was like pizza shaped dough Mm -hmm. really thin rolled out and it was like five of them and then you sliced them in a certain way and then you twisted them away from each other and then you pinched anyways I can post that but it was it looked a million times fancier than it it was it like was not difficult but it's also because i had detailed instructions so a lot of the challenge with their technical challenges i feel like is that they get very vague instructions right right um so but can you because for me sometimes reading it i can't see it in my mind if that makes sense yeah that's probably a 
a hard thing if you have not like I feel like most of them said like what's a babka yeah they didn't had never had it before or didn't even know what it was um which makes me think it's like a New York Jew thing (laughs) yeah my favorite babka I've ever had is um the one at Dean and DeLuca and yes they do a chocolate babka and they do a cinnamon babka and I would get one of each and I have eaten an entire mm-hmm. one by myself in the car. <laughs> mhm. It's a car food. It's a, it's so good. Mm. I don't think I've ever had babka before. Oh. But I, I got mad. I got mad at the I got I got mad at the bakers that like their thing was too long so they just cut it off. I'm like no, it needs yeah, to go the in the pan somehow. <laughs> you can't just take it off. <laughs> Now your babka's going to be tiny. I mean, Lottie, like what was going on with Lottie? She, <laughs> she just, just seemed like gave she, up had, on it. she had just had it. She's like, my babka looks like a Viking ship. <laughs> it did look like a Viking ship, but she didn't even try to fix it. She's like, ah, I feel like that's what I would do. I would just be like, ah, you know, well, I know I'm on, I know I'm on television and everything <laughs> trying to be in a baking competition. Look like I know what I'm doing, but fuck it. I'm tired. Didn't My she even say at one point, she's like, I think I should have tucked it in, tucked in the ends or something. Yeah. Probably should have tucked in the ends. Yeah. Um, yeah. She just kind of gave up on it and was like, well, I guess that's what it is. <laughs> I love yeah. her. I, mean, I love her too. I need her to come back every season. I just, um, she, I, she does. She needs to be a host. I'm going to say it every week until it happens. <laughs> Who do we need to write a strongly worded email to? I know. I know. Um, and Linda won. And had never even seen one before. She's just a mystery wrapped in an, in an enigma. I'm trying to figure her out. Because a lot of stuff she fucks up. Mm-hmm. So it's not like she's not one of those reliable, like, well, of course Linda's going to do it right. Because there's like, she makes lots of mistakes. But then some things she does and she, yeah, it just seems like she's never done it before. And she does it and she does it just perfect. Yeah. Like the babka. It was like and, picture perfect. Yeah, and she's bringing the same energy to like all of it. She just she's just very light, and she's just she doesn't take it too seriously. She doesn't take herself too seriously. She's got a really positive attitude. So it's not even like I feel like oh this one she concentrated really hard. She seems like she's coming to every challenge with the same energy, and sometimes it's great, and sometimes it's terrible. Mm-hmm. But um, I was so so happy for her. I get the vibe that that's how she like faces life. Me too. Yeah. And there's like a lot of death too. A lot of like oh man, death and her daughter and other people. I feel like an uncle. Like there's a lot of death stories around. But her but her spirit is so light. Maybe that's how she's like survived, you know? Yeah. Good for her. Good for her. Um, showstopper. Mm-hmm. White chocolate celebration cake. How do you feel about white chocolate? Um, I like it, but it like uh, I look at it and go, I would get sick on that just because I would eat too much of it and then I'd feel terrible. It's sort of how I look at white chocolate. So I don't like seek out white chocolate. I spend a lot of times looking at cake recipes and I'll see recipes for like a white chocolate frosting or like a cake with melted white chocolate in it. And I'm mm-hmm. curious, but I've never done it. Um, So I grew up with my favorite cake being this white chocolate orange cake from this place, this restaurant, actually, Chez Sato, that doesn't exist anymore. And it was my dad's favorite cake. So birthdays, 
whatever occasions that called was the for birthday a cake, cake, that was the cake. And it had this shaved white chocolate curls all over the whole thing, top sides everywhere. Yep. And yep. it was fucking light mm. and airy and just a perfect sponge. And it was delicious. That said, I will never pick white chocolate to eat if milk dark and white are presented to me. Yeah. As a candy or yeah. as like a topping for things. Mm -hmm. White chocolate's not my go-to. However, <laughs> having just come <laughs> back from San Diego and finding a candy store that had a bunch of handmade chocolates in addition to like, it was actually a Fizzwigs, which I don't know if you've seen those, but it's like the candy stores that used to have bins of everything and now everything's pre-portioned because of COVID? Yes. Yes, I've seen okay. those. Okay. Except they also have a counter of like handmade chocolates and things. Okay. And one of the things that they had, this was in Coronado um, near San Diego. And one of the things that they had um, was a peanut butter bar. And mm. I said, what's with the peanut butter bar? Because it was actually, <laughs> I, I'd say like the height and thickness of maybe like the height of two Twix bars stacked okay. one on top of each other. Okay. And almost almost square. So like gold okay. bar shaped, like a little bit of a trapezoid if you sliced it. Okay. But um and it probably was like the length of my palm. So not oh huge, God. but like a thick thing where yeah. I was just like that looks like more than I could just pick up and take bites of like I'm like right. tell me about this peanut butter bar like is it just like a, a Reese's cup in a bar shape and he's like yeah. oh no 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 we we blend peanut butter with white chocolate and it Ooh. makes it this dense but almost like when I was eating it it wasn't chewy and it wasn't gooey but it wasn't dry or you know how like was it like fudge almost fudge like but not not but even a so lighter a little lighter than a fudge like a fudge consistency but lighter but not like you know how like a three musketeers bar feels like that's there's a lot of air thinking. yeah no so denser than that okay um that's my gripe with three musketeers i like how they taste they just i feel like there's too much air in it yeah I'm like it's it's lying to me um, I know. I need to eat five of these just to get the idea. <laughs> <laughs> but this peanut butter bar, so they blend peanut butter and white chocolate, and then they make it into a bar and coat it in either milk or dark chocolate. I chose dark chocolate. I thought it was perfect. Tam that took a bite and said amazing. it's very sweet, but she didn't say she she didn't say I could have right. her half. So there you go. Um, but I noshed my half last night when we got home. I actually mm -hmm. got it. Um, to share with everyone and we never got around to it but um i sliced it up into slices and was like i'll just have a slice and then mm -hmm. i ate my whole half <laughs> yeah and yeah. it was so good and i have to say that the white chocolate did something to the texture of the peanut butter it did not uh -huh. taste like white chocolate yeah that's why i'm curious about these recipes that i've seen so i'm like i'm gonna so one day i'm gonna try it i'm gonna try like putting some white chocolate in a cake or putting some white chocolate into mm -hmm. like a buttercream Mm-hmm. Oh, and then that so, was so weird what Sura did to try and mix in the white chocolate. Because it's so it's such a higher fat content. I guess that that's where it throws people off when you What did she do? Remind me. She thinned it out with water. But then her cake, Ooh. like 
didn't quite bake or something. It was. Oh, that's right. Her cake looked so weird. It, it looked, looked like a like, gummy bear. It looked like marzipan. It looked like marzipan. It was so weird. I mean, I yeah. still kind of wanted to eat it. Um, what's her name? Prue and Paul said it was inedible. So they didn't even, they didn't show them taking a single bite. Yeah. Um, but I was like, it's inedible as a cake, but I wonder if it would still taste good. Right, right. Like, what does it taste like, though? I don't know. Oh, my gosh. That's right. Well, so, yeah, so they did these big white chocolate celebration cakes. They had to be layered. Like, had to be layered. And, and unlike the brownies, pretty much all the, fra- the flavor profiles people were doing, I, I would want to taste. Mm-hmm. Like, Peter's mango curd sounded Ooh, really yeah. I, I loved mango and I think mango and white chocolate that makes sense in my brain but um he is talking about his brother a lot he loves his brother so much but it's starting to creep me out a little bit he's, he's like do you have another person brother. in your life that you like because it's just all about Andrew all the time I kind of wonder if I kind of wonder if that's how things have been edited or if he literally just talks about right like that's all he wants to share about it's like do you have have another friend or like parents or because it shows like in their clips at home it shows that like the brothers with their parents so i think they all live together but yeah he's very andrew focused yeah it's a little strange that struck me too yeah i feel like what yeah i was gonna say that's happening and then just so many dick jokes Oh yeah, and whenever I feel they like, get a chance. And I feel like the new guy, what's his name, Matt? Mm-hmm. Matt. Matt. I I feel like it's him. He's it's, doing it. It's a hundred percent him because he said I'm that to Linda it. too, and I was like, "Don't say that to Linda." Um, when she needed her babka to get a little bit bigger when she was waiting for it to rise, and yes, he said, no. broke it. And I was like, no, "What? Why?" <laughs> Well, and then I'm looking at him and I'm like, he kind of looks like a penis. So now I'm just like, <laughs> it's just too much. It's like, it's a bad he visual does. in my head. So hearing him, t- like, I'm like, other people can tell dick jokes. You may not tell a dick joke. It's just like, you have to think of other things to talk about. He does look than like dicks. a penis. <laughs> you know, that's not a compliment. Okay. So. <laughs> Find another joke. And I mean, I'm all about the dick joke. So I feel like if I'm saying it's too much, it's a little much. Yeah. 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 One was funny. Ten is like. I'm just like, again, give it a I'm break, just... dude. Not every yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I did want to say, just coming back to Peter for a second, is him yeah. listening to Speaking the cakes. Yeah, uh-huh. I know. It I know. Driving me bonkers. I cannot with his. Every time he listens to a cake, I'm like, you can't tell anything. No, stop listening. No, nothing to is it. happening. Nothing is happening. This I is mean, fake, unless fake news. <laughs> maybe there's some kind of like. Maybe he's a cake savant. Maybe there's some like nuanced sound that the cake is making that I'm not getting because that's not a thing. <laughs> no, it's not a thing no, for to me, me. It's not a to thing. To me, it's baking. touching. It's touching. And sometimes I do a little shimmy shake, you know? Yep. Yep. Like, cause sometimes I will, I'll like, I'll, I'll get a little daring and I'll like, I'll know that the center, center, center maybe is still a touch under. 
But sometimes I will pull it if like the rest of the cake is definitely done and I don't want it to dry out. So sometimes I'll like, I'll Mm -hmm. do that little dance with myself. But that involves like a touch and like a little shimmy. And I'm like, but it's it's not. It's got to be so close though for the center not to fall. Very close. Very close. Yeah. If I'm not baking a ton of stuff, if like literally that's my, that's the only thing I'm baking. A lot of times I do what, um, in Chinese it's called mun and it, it's like to suffocate. Um, okay. But what I'll do is um, I will literally just like turn the oven off. That's exactly what I do. I turn the oven off and then I just let it sit in there for like another three minutes. Just another couple minutes. Yeah. 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 That's exactly we're, what I do. We're the same. We're the same. I didn't know it had a name. Mun. Mun. <laughs> That's what it's called. Yep. There you go. I'm going to mun my cake now. <laughs> um marula fruit i know so i looked it up because i was like what what even is this i've never heard of it so um it's described as being tart sweet and refreshing with a guava-like taste and anything from tropical to revitalizing to pleasant or sour sweet and the fruit pulp serves as an excellent base for fruit soft drinks nectars and teas and then you can also ferment it, I guess, and it uh, makes alcoholic beverages such as brandies, liqueurs, beer, wines, and punches. It looked, yeah, it, it wasn't particularly pleasant looking. It looks right. milky. I don't want my fruit it to looks be, so look weird. milky generally. I find that fruits that have a milky or creamy look or texture i'm just like you're not a normal fruit no no i'm always like what's wrong with that fruit i'm not ready to taste you and i forget who was even using the marula fruit who was who was using see i i watched it i watched it so good and i watched it like i really watched it the day before we were going to record and (laughs) then like so much life happened between wednesday and sunday this is true. <laughs> that I can't remember who had the marula fruit cake. I can't either. Oh, no. I want to say it was a boy. But that doesn't oh, I was, really help. Are I was going to guess her mean. I was going to guess oh, her mean. But I wait, don't maybe. remember. I don't um, remember. I really don't remember. Yeah. I know it wasn't Lottie. She did the blue sapphire cake. Yeah, let's do deduction. Peter did the mango curd. Um, Sura did the disaster of right. A cake, and we don't and it wasn't. We don't her. think that was Marula. Okay. What did Laura? Laura didn't do the Marula. That's not Laura's style. Yeah, she doesn't do weird shit. Um, one-legged Mark didn't do it. Did, did Dave do it? Dave do Marula. I don't know. We can reseason this. Yeah, we're gonna reseason it. So, um, Smiley Mark got Star Baker. I think it's perfect. go ahead. I th- I was just gonna say I think it's perfect for white chocolate. I think it needs something that's like the tart to cut it. Like absolutely. Most commonly, I think people do raspberry to cut or lemon. Uh, yeah, or lemon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that. Um, oh, was was lemon Sura's? flavors lemon and white chocolate and then they didn't taste it but they were like that would have been good maybe 
Reseason. Okay. Yeah. Down for homework. Yep. Um, but yeah. Mark one. Yay. And I can't remember what his cake was. (laughs) Smiling Mark. I know. I was trying to think of what his cake was. It was his wife's birthday cake. Oh, nice. That he makes that she loves. Okay. Maybe. I'm very happy that he won. I just think he's so happy happy all the time and his laugh and grin and he's he's just smiles with his whole face. I know. It's the best. And Sir and Sura left, which, you know, it wasn't a surprise with that cake, but I really thought she was gonna last longer. She had a lot I of skills. So too. Yeah. And she did like you know, she did fairly well in stuff, if not just at least in the middle. Yeah. That was funny what Prue told Lottie. She's like, You just need to be not the worst. Right. <laughs> Which I'm like, you know what? Sometimes that's all you need to hear from like a mentor. <laughs> like, yeah. Just... Well, and I think if Sura hadn't have totally hosed her cake, like Lottie probably would have gone because she did not have a good week. Yeah. Either. Surprisingly. She had a really bad week. Well, between so. the Viking ship Babka. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm excited to see what happens next. I'm glad Smiley Mark won. Me too. Next week is pastry week. Which I always love. Me too. That's my I always second want, favorite. After I always food. think it's like so pretty, and I want to eat everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, I need to make that, and then I never do. I need laminated to do a puff pastry dough. from scratch. Oh my god, laminated doughs are just a whole thing. I used to I used to make Danishes probably about once a month, and wow, um, my dad my dad got super excited every time. This is when I lived with my parents. They have big granite countertops, perfect for working with laminated doughs. Because I've I have big I have big granite countertops. Well, I should do you this. Have the surface. Okay. <laughs> um, and I I would it would take a day to make the dough, and then I'd bake things off first thing in the morning. Wow. I did everything from like window pane danishes to. Uh, almond croissants, bear claws, cherry. I'd like to make a. I'd like to make a Kringle. Ooh, a Kringle. Oh yeah, Kringle. Or Saint Nicholas <laughs> Kringle. <laughs> like a like an almond Kringle, like traditional or Put like a fruity one. In your you just chuckled so hard at yourself. Oh, put some Kringle in your jingle. Yes. Oh, that's funny. Oh, I'd take some Kringle in my jingle any day. <laughs> that's what I'm going to overeat for Christmas. And that would be less work because you're not making like 10 tiny ones. You're making one giant one. One big one. Yeah. Um, yeah, my parents loved it until they saw me making it one day and was like that entire brick of butter goes into it yep i was like yep a pound and a half and not a lot of sugar that's one thing that i like about pastries is like sometimes i'll say again like get a pastry rather than like a cookie or a brownie or because Mm -hmm. there's actually not that much sugar there's just whatever like there's like a little bit of jam or like a little bit of chocolate or it's got some powdered sugar on top but it's not like a sugar bomb like a 
if you're making um a muffin a healthy muffin i'm like bitch right. muffins are fucking cake that's all it is it's cake just like disguised as breakfast right it's just it's just cake without frosting that's exactly it's what cake. it is it's cake i recently made um blueberry orange it was a blueberry muffin mix that mm. i added orange zest to and then didn't mm. want to heat up the big oven so i made it in my little toaster oven brownie pan mm-hmm. and tam was like this is really good i didn't know it would work i'm like muffins are just cake yeah that's all it is <laughs> you can call this a coffee cake if that makes you feel better about eating a square piece of muffin. exactly <laughs> yeah i'm curious about the marketing of muffins like how that started it's probably some like cake company that yeah. is going under they're like i know We'll call them muffins. We'll put shit. We'll in eat them. it for breakfast. Right. We'll call it a breakfast food. It's got a fruit serving. Exactly. Yeah. <sighs> Although, if you do make your own laminated pastries and make an almond filling, as in a bear claw, mm-hmm. um, or an almond croissant, that kind of thing, or a Kringle, even, um that that's almond paste and sugar but right. not a ton it's just not a ton it's just not it's not the in the same category and if you're making your own danishes and mm-hmm. you're gonna eat them fresh obviously mm-hmm. i find that you don't even need to do the napage the the whatever apricot glaze yeah at the end i mean it makes okay. them shiny it helps seal in the freshness for one right they're baking to sell yeah but i mean it adds very little in terms of flavor it makes them shiny and pretty but they're so gorgeous anyways for something you make at home yeah and and then your fingers don't get sticky when you're eating them there you go you don't even need it don't even need it and it's one less step well i'm excited so uh december 1st you and i have the same advent calendar yeah so we're gonna get to talk about that should we share it with the audience in case they want to order one too or is it too late to even get one maybe well today's the 29th it's a bit late for that man we can talk about it and if they want to catch up okay um or we can talk about it once we've done three days okay all right we'll talk about it next week okay cliffhanger Um, cliffhanger so just real quick, scrummy versus crummy. I just wanted to know your feelings on spaghetti squash. I have a lot of feelings about spaghetti squash, as I yeah. do about all squash. It's something that I Me didn't too. think I liked. Squash okay. in general, as a family of vegetables. Yeah. They're actually fruits, right? Um, they I don't are? Know the seed situation. Okay. Like the <laughs> seeds are on the inside, so it's considered a fruit? I don't know. I need to stop trying to act like i know what a fruit is um but squash i i think that i really just didn't like squash growing up because the places i had squash first of all at home my grandma cooked most meals so the squashes mm-hmm. we had were not your spaghetti butternut mm-hmm. uh, zucchini even it was stuff like silky melon winter melon squash um like the asian squashes okay so those are prepared very differently texturally they're very different than like a zucchini or a patty pan or a delicata Uh Um, so i didn't actually like squash until 
I was making them myself because then I think I was just eating them at like not great places that would cook them to mush. Yeah. And I think there's some, for me, squash, it's all about the water content and like how you want it. And then sort of then how you manipulate it, Mm -hmm. like a butternut, like sometimes it just, and it just depends on the squash too. Like, like I don't really want my squash to be watery. So like if I was, if I'm roasting a butternut and I'm no, and I'm noticing a lot of water's coming out, like I might even do like a double roast. I might like Mm -hmm. roast it take it out, like let it rest for a little bit and then like crank up the oven and do another roast because I don't want it to be watery. Same, same with spaghetti squash, but it'll just depend. Like, so sometimes my, I've gotten a really watery spaghetti squash where totally I have to actually drain it. I'll like drain it in a colander and let it sit there for a little bit because I'll, I'll use it like, um, sort of like as a, like a noodle replacement. I'll have it with like a bolognese. And like the last thing I want to do is have the spaghetti squash make my sauce all watery and like separated and gross. So I think it's like it's squash can be good, but you just have to understand how to work with it. Sorry, I thought you were talking more. So I put a, <laughs> I put some of my last <laughs> morsel in my mouth. Yay! Damn it, Tiffany, you can go a little longer without eating. No, I can keep talking. But, like, also with, like, a zucchini or a summer squash, like, I, you know, if I'm going to use it, like, as a, instead of um, pasta in, like, a vegetable lasagna, because it can actually be really good and, you know, toothsome and satisfying, and but you have to know how to work with it. So it's, like, I mandolin it. Then I lay it out on paper towels. I salt it lightly. So you have to, like, get, you have to get the water out. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it ain't going to be. I do that when I use, um, I I definitely salt and drain when I'm baking like a zucchini bread. When after mm-hmm. I grate my zucchini, I'll do the salt from the recipe on the zucchini and it like. Oh, interesting. Thing, and then I just add a little extra when I'm baking it. But it okay. takes, takes the water out. I've never done that. And then I also do it when, just like you're talking about, when I make zoodles. Yep. Like spiralized. Oh, cookie. yeah. Zoodles. And then I saute them just like barely in like mm-hmm. a hot pan and then yep. toss it with my hot ragu or whatever. And it's yep. perfection. But yeah, Yummy. nothing worse than watery noodles. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So yeah, Sorry, to me, that's really... No, you're fine. That's the difference between scrummy and crummy with spaghetti squash is just like if you know how to use it and if you can sort of like... Because I just made one and this particular one... And maybe it was how I cooked it too. I cook it like um, whole. I just poke a bunch of holes in it and I cook it whole in like a 400 degree oven. And I usually do just like 20 minutes on one side and then I rotate it 20 minutes on the other. And um, and this one, normally I cut it while it's like still hot because I'm busy and I have other stuff to do. And so I'm like burning my hands a little bit. This one, because I didn't, I had other, I was doing other things. I liked didn't even cut into these until they were like almost room temperature. And I don't know if that did something magic to it, but there was like no extra water. They were like perfect. I think cause I roast my squash. I cut them in half lengthwise uh-huh. and then do a little salt and pepper, olive oil and then roast. How do you cut them when they're raw? <laughs> this is what I, this is my butternut squash question. Like I, I can't do it. Like, I'm not strong enough. I cut a little disc off the top where the stem is. I cut uh-huh. a little disc off the bottom. I do that too. I stand it up so it's on a flat surface. Uh-huh. And then I 
very precisely place my blade on the end, you know, so that it's half. Because once you start, you can't really yeah. change the no. angle. Nope. And then I um, make sure that there's enough blade sticking out the other side. Yeah. So it's not like tip down, but it's really just yeah. part way down. And I have a hand on either side of the blade of the squash. And uh -huh. then you're pushing down on it like a two-handed, like a detonator kind of. <laughs> and then you put your back into it. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes so I do need to like... Um, just knock it a few times and the knife goes into it and then it wants yeah. to split like a watermelon you know okay i mean not right. quite like a watermelon but i need to stop sorry i keep thinking that <laughs> i need to stop eating my last morsel i just keep putting more in my mouth i'm sorry that's okay i'm gonna go i'll go on to the making challenge because you actually have a note in here for me to talk about my turkey soup so I will happily talk about my turkey soup. Since we're done with Thanksgiving now. I yeah. Like it's appropriate. So, and I did a I did a thing this year that I'd never done before, and it actually turned out really well. So I, I saved my – I only had legs, so I didn't have a whole lot of bones. But I had, I had the legs and legs just by – and then turkey. There was still meat on them because it's just hard to get all the meat off of those turkey legs. I didn't quite – I probably could have cooked my – I cooked them for like – three hours and they probably could have, I mean, they were obviously cooked and the meat was tender and it was juicy, but I feel like I probably could have gone another half an hour and they would have been a little bit more like fall off the bone tender. So there was plenty of meat still on the legs. And so I just made a stock with that and just some aromatics, carrots, celery, onions, some garlic, and a little bit of rosemary. Mm -hmm. And then with that stock, I just um, added all my veggies, but there was one other thing that I did because I felt like, because I didn't have a ton of bones. Like normally I like to have like the whole carcass. And so I've still felt like it might be a little bit lacking in flavor. So what I did is I took a big scoop of leftover gravy and I Ooh. put that in the base broth. And that really just sort of, it brought in all the flavors. There was obviously a little bit of butter in there. There was a little bit of flour and, um, and just more, a little bit more seasoning. And it just added this whole sort of extra body to the soup. That's like throwing in a spoonful of homemade better than bouillon. Yeah. So I don't know if someone else has thought of that. I'm sure they have. But I was like, I'm going to do this from now on. Because I always have more gravy than, than I know what to do with. Oh, do you? I think that yeah. I'm just surrounded by gravy eaters. So it's always like barely enough gravy. I'm okay. No, that's us with stuffing. Gravy. That's us with stuffing. And I didn't mm. really realize, and I think maybe Evan and Ian didn't realize until this year just how good stuffing is. They both discovered it this year. Like, it was like they'd never eaten it before. They're like, <laughs> what is this? And I was like, this is the best part of Thanksgiving. You're welcome. I and I should like have made twice as much because I thought I'm going to be the only one that eats it. I, But honestly, I think in years past, I've done a similar version, but vegetarian because my sister-in-law is vegetarian. Oh, and well, but because she wasn't coming, I was like, I got the Jimmy Dean sage sausage, and you have to get the Jimmy Dean for the for the stuffing. I don't know why I never buy Jimmy Dean any it's other time. Oh my god, yeah, their breakfast sausage too is like it's just it's just its own thing. Nothing it else tastes like thing. it, and in certain applications, it's just perfect. So I think it was probably the the sausage that took it over for them, but they. 
were obsessed. Was it a regular stuffing or a cornbread stuffing? I did. It was not cornbread. I did three types of bread. I did brioche. I did, um, I did sourdough and French. Very nice. Different yeah. levels of um, chewing up all the stuff and exactly. Sure. I love and that. And a little bit of sweet from the brioche, like not too sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you had like soft pieces and then chewier pieces. I feel like remember that Thanksgiving you guys came over to my parents' yes. house. Yes. Baby Ian totally threw down cornbread yep. stuffing that day. We all I feel did. like stuffing is in his blood. <laughs> yes, and I think he definitely discovered it this year. So yeah, I think that I think that the uh, the vegetarianness was cloaking the awesomeness. I agree. Okay. I agree. So never again. I'm like you know, and it, it other years I'll just I'll make vegetarian aversion for her, but we always have to have the sausage. Yeah, it makes such a big difference. Um. Tam and I did a deep dive on breakfast sausages because we've been, I'll, I'll buy bulk breakfast sausage and make my own patties. So they're the size mm-hmm. I want them for sandwiches and stuff. And um, I'll just make up like a Tupperware box of sausage patties that we'll eat for the next week or two. Yeah. I'll like throw half of them in the freezer. Yeah. But we discovered that the Jimmy Dean um, is fattier for whatever reason, like there's a lot more oil left yeah. in the pan. And then yeah. we actually looked at the nutritional facts and it's almost twice as much fat somehow. Wow. But I bet that's why it tastes so good. So good. <laughs> oh my God. I would yeah. be willing to bet. Yeah. And also plenty of butter. Mm-hmm. Stuffing's the best. Yeah. Our stuffing is already gone. It's the first thing that we ran out of. Makes sense. So, yeah, and then I just and then I just add all the veggies. I call it my 10 veggie soup. Oh, and I eat it. that I eat that all winter just with different broths. Sometimes I'll do beef, a beef bone, sometimes I'll do chicken, sometimes mm-hmm. I'll do veggie. It looked really yummy from your picture. Yeah, it just helps me like that feel like and a I'm, big crusty wedge of That's sour, exactly yeah. what I do. Mm. Just like every night. I can eat that every night for dinner. Totally happy. <laughs> Well, there's the making challenge. I will um, I will have to do a soup. I haven't done a soup in a week or two. But I'll have do to it. do a soup. That sounds really good. I just don't have bones and stuff. Let me ask my mom I, if she made a... Make split pea. Because I almost thought about making split pea after the last time you were talking about split pea. So at some point in the next couple of weeks, we'll probably order a honey-baked ham um, and right. do a cornbread stuffing thing and do oh. a um, mid-December <laughs> holiday meal just because we missed out on a yep. homemade um, yep. Thanksgiving meal with leftovers and all that. Um, so when I do that, I always keep the bone and a handful, a zippy bag full of meat because I like yep. my split pea pretty meaty. Yeah. And I will definitely talk about that when we do it. Yay. Oh my gosh. Now you're talking about your cornbread stuffing. I feel like I need to make that now for Christmas. <laughs> Even though we're going to have prime rib. I'm like, fuck it. My brother, Prime rib, mashed potatoes, and cornbread stuffing. I mean. My brother has started his Christmas research because Thanksgiving smoking went so well. Yes. He is also graduating himself right now. He has a smoker that's like a really high capacity. I think there's like five shelves in it, but it takes pellets. So you don't have to work on the, on, on controlling and, um, you oh. know, communicating with the fire and the water and the smoke so much. Cause it kind of does it for you. 
um, and you choose the wood pellet you use and you just basically um, control the heat level, but it's literally a knob. You don't have to like care for the fire. Right. right? So, yeah. So he is going to pre-gift himself (laughs) for Christmas. Nice. A a smoker that has the, the drum on the side of to do like real wood fire smoking, fire. fire fire smoking fire fire yeah and he wants to do a giant prime rib roast and Ugh. he wants to not only do that but he wants to buy it on the bone take it off the bone himself so he can leave the bone a little meatier and do beef rib bones um in the smoker and also do the rib roast like the boneless rib roast mm-hmm. in the smoker for most of the way and do a smoked prime rib roast. Oh my and God. so he's um, already started research for that. And I've already told him that I will be there. <laughs> if I was his girlfriend, I'd be 500 pounds. Okay. So you're going to hate her, but his girlfriend, she's nine little. Yeah, yeah. She's like the size of my pinky finger. And she's, she was like, Oh my God. Like ever since she's been with Tim and like yeah. eating really well, obviously not just like what he cooks, but you know, our family loves food. So like yeah. everything's food centric. And she's like, it was the first pint she, w- she went over a hundred pounds and like all this. She's like the tiny Asian. Yeah. Right. And probably she could just eat whatever she wanted in it, which wouldn't, maybe she'll go up to 105 pounds. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I haven't talked to her about the specifics of that, but she also did mention that it was like the biggest she'd ever been in her adult life. And I was like, but you're still the size of like not my yet. right leg. Yeah, exactly. You're just a small person. It's just not. Hi. Uh... just came up. Hi. Oh. Last morsels? Yes. I finally set my last morsels far enough away from me that I am no longer. What's a, what's a Goldie Pop? Goldie Pop is what I've been shoving in my face. Um, so in San Diego at the Little Italy Farmer's Market. Sorry for all the licking sounds. Lou just came up to me. I can't even really hear them. Oh, okay. Pretend I didn't say anything. <laughs> oh, of course now she's like. Oh, now I can hear you. Get it's away cute. from the mic, Lou. It's cute. Um, it is this small, uh, this guy retired and decided that he, oh my goodness. Sorry, I'm just going to get rid of my dog okay she just decided she needed all the attention all of a sudden okay so goldie pops we found him at the um in san diego the little italy like saturday market Mm -hmm. um which is like several blocks a bunch of farmers and all the normal farmers market stuff but they have a lot more prepared foods than we're allowed to have in la county at our farmers markets right now oh cool and one of the things is this guy that does Goldie Pops and he's like a retired someone from the East Coast. They moved to San Diego. He discovered um, kettle corn like 20 something years ago and fell in love with it and had been doing like baby batches just for like personal gifts and whatever, mm-hmm. but started like made it a business. He found um, the corn he likes and all this stuff. It's like non-GMO corn, organic sugar, his like base oh flavor is like i think they call it the um sweet and salty and so it's Mm -hmm. like kind of what you think of your classic kettle corn corn. the mix that i'm eating right now and he calls it gourmet craft corn 
Okay. And um, it's these giant kernels. And he said he went through like 20 something different varieties of corn to find the kind that he liked the best for his um, popcorn. Yeah. And so it's like non-GMO. They use coconut oil. They do like organic sugar, sugar. And I don't know. It's like a handful of ingredients that he used to make just himself and then found a place that will manufacture it to his um, recipe. And they are only physically at um, retailing at farmer's markets around San Diego, but you can can buy them online. Whoa. Um, The kind that we got is called the San Diego blend. And it is the original sweet and salty mixed with white cheddar. So it's a take off. Oh my God. Yeah. I was sold like I was like, what's a San Diego blend? I've never heard of it before because he's got a bunch of flavors. He's got like the light one that's just like lightly salted. He's yeah. got the original, which is kind of like the kettle corn. He's got like a yeah. dill pickle one, a cheddar one, <gasps> I think a, a cinnamon one. And then I think like salt and vinegar. Um, there were a bunch of different ones. There was like a jalapeno cheese one. Um, Ian and I were just talking about those, like those shitty drum that you get at Christmas from someone. Oh, where it has like flavors. the three, it has like the butter and the cheddar and then the caramel. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to him about, I was like, the move is you mix the cheddar with the caramel. Yeah. So that you, and I was like, no, no, no. I was like, that oh, is the no. move. Don't understand yet and so then he's like mom we gotta get one and i was like oh god i was like i mean we try. should but then we shouldn't because then i'm gonna eat the whole thing <laughs> so like normally that's the chicago style right like caramel corn and right. um, cheddar and he's like this is just one step less because chicago style he's like even though that's delicious like the caramel corn tends to be so sweet and strong in flavor with the caramel that you lose the corn flavor but his sure. corn is like so yummy and they're so like corny. light and giant and corny and mm. it's just so good. Anyways, I had brought the package in here so I would remember to talk about it and be able to read off the package. But then I started eating it when you were talking. <laughs> <laughs> you naughty was, like, girl. She, she stopped talking and I was still crunching on popcorn. I know. I'm hungry. My stomach is talking right now because I just taught – bar and then came right into podcasting so i haven't even eaten oh lordy you need some i know you need some popcorn <laughs> i need some popcorn well that sounds amazing i feel like i need to order that some of that for some stockings i will uh link to that for in our uh in our insta because i know they have an insta because i looked them Perfect. up immediately when we found them and you can't taste anything right now because of covid everybody's got to keep their masks on so there's like no sampling going on or anything right, so right, we right. bought it purely just not knowing verbal yeah and so in on the drive home from san diego it's like two hours or whatever tim yeah. and we're like let's open that popcorn and we're like holy shit this is really good mm. so hence that's where we are what's your last morsel? my stomach is literally growling my last morsel is a new podcast called the recipe club with dave chang Yes. Now he said a podcast before. The sound was so bad that I actually couldn't listen to it. I love him so much. So if anyone doesn't know, he does, uh, well, he's a restaurateur. He opened Momofuku and he's done a bunch of restaurants. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, but. Major Domo in LA. Yep. And, um, but where I fell in love with him was watching Ugly Delicious on Netflix, which I just, 
I just feel like I, I feel like Dave gets me on a very deep level because that's, I'm all about ugly, delicious. I would much rather eat something that, um, doesn't look beautiful. Like a lot of fine dining. I'm like, that's nice. I don't want to eat something that's been fiddled with for 45 minutes Mm, and been mm -hmm. cut eight different ways. Like I want to eat something that just looks really fucking (laughs) good. And that doesn't always mean it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So, um, so anyways, he has this new, this new podcast and it's him and rotating guests. I can't really tell. They've just started. Like I I think there's like three out and I listened to the first two and they started with Thanksgiving. So they have one on turkey and one on stuffing. And I believe what they do is whoever is in the round table that week, they have to make all of the recipes and then they pick a winner. And oh. what's hilarious, and I think Dave even talks, I think Dave is bipolar. I know he's got some type of a diagnosis, but Mm -hmm. like, I just love how he sort of owns his nuttiness and his nuttiness is sort of cyclical. And Mm -hmm. so like with the turkey, like he basically didn't follow any of the recipes. Some of them he didn't even do. (laughs) And like, he literally came up with them. He came up with the recipes and then like, he didn't even do, do them. Yeah. And so like for his turkey, again, his recipe, his idea, he totally didn't do the recipe at all. He put a bunch of his seasoning salt on the turkey and he threw it in his smoker and like forgot about it. And he said it was the best turkey he'd ever had. <laughs> so I just, I, I love this podcast because he breaks all of his rules that he's made for himself and these other people. And, um, and it's just, it's a cute, it's a cute format. And I feel like you and I need to figure out how to be guests on this, on this um, podcast <laughs> and make some food with Dave. Uh, yeah i saw him post about it because i follow him on insta Mm -hmm. um when you were talking about his thanksgiving stuff i just thought of his how they they basically homemade all the sides and then got park barbecue which is one of my favorite park barbecue spots and brought it home to cook just the barbecue beef part oh my god like i would it's so smart throw that thanksgiving down yeah it's it's so smart and then when they when they talk about stuffing you know he's mm-hmm. like he's like i love stuffing he's like does anyone you know who else here craves stuffing you know year round or other times in the end it's like crickets and i'm like and i'm like shouting in my bathroom like i do i do <laughs> like there were so many times i would just make as a kid i would just make stovetop and just eat it out of the like like like, like you, the box like makes like, stovetop. Yeah. Yeah. Like you would like That's craft awesome. macaroni and cheese. It was like, am I going to make craft mac and cheese or am I going to make stovetop? I think I feel like stovetop today. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the rest of them are like, ew, no. Like this what? one woman is like, she's like, I don't want to eat a pan of like soaked bread. I'm like, no. It's the you're miss- you're missing. You don't understand. So, um, yeah. So that's my last morsel. Awesome. Podcast. We'll check, check it, it out. out. The recipe club. Yep. And I'll, and I'll link to it in our Instagram too. So I totally subscribe to it and just haven't listened to any episodes yet. I just didn't want to forget about it. I know I'm very behind on my podcast in general. My listening habits have not been normal. I listen to more stuff when, when my wifey's working more, but right now she's only working two days a week. So I know. It's like pre-COVID when I would have the house to myself and I'd be working all day, I would listen to podcasts like all day. Mm-hmm. But now there's 
There's no such thing as being by myself. <laughs> What's it's all that? gone away. It's just a distant even, memory. Even when Ian and Evan aren't home, you're not going to be by yourself now. Nope. Got the doges. The doges. The doges. All right. Well, all right. I well, that's it. I think so too. This is short for us. It's just a, an hour and 34 minutes. Yeah. So it's a mini soda. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, I'm excited that it seems to have recorded. I know. We'll see if it processes okay. It will. I'm knocking on wood. I know. I'm knocking on wood too. Ah, Lou, get away from my Goldie Pops. Nope. Hey. Stop it. I didn't zip it up, so she had her like face in the bag. I'm like, no, those are mine. <laughs> All right. Well, All right, thanks friends. for listening. Yes. Thank you guys for listening. And just keep eating. Too much. Love you. Bye. Bye. Love you too. Bye.